weakness and everything, may God help us. So 2021, we've been looking at foundations. I remember last time I stood here. As I walked down, I said, I see a dark crowd that is hovering around the nation of Kenya. And I see it move and it now sitting on East Africa. And I asked us and I urged us to take time and pray. And I asked Minister Herbert to come and we did a spiritual warfare. And we prayed. Shortly, we know there was a storm, a typhoon, those ones we see in United States of America. A tsunami that was going to strike East Africa through our waters, Indian Ocean. And they predicted that Dar es Salaam, Tanzania would have suffered casualty, they would have been flattened out. But Minister Habat watching a report on CNN they reported another wind arose. Mm, you didn't hear what I said. Another wind arose from the different direction and faced a tornado that was heading to East Africa and it fell. Oh, come on, let me hear the church that did a spiritual warfare. Praise the Lord. Minister Herbert, that is the power of prayer. We need to be changing some things until the news say we do not understand. A contrary wind has been raised from a different direction. I believe as that storm was spinning, spinning at the at the speed of 150. And maybe headed to the, our front sea in the coast. God remembered the altar. God remembered the cry. God remembered and he had compassion. And now they say, very unexpected wind came from a different direction and it counterattacked the storm. May the same spirit of Jesus raise a standard that will counterattack the COVID virus. You didn't hear what I said. May the same grace of our God raise up another stone that will counterattack. attack. 
That's a good place to say amen, hallelujah. So today, let's go to the word of God. I'm not going to prophesy on storm today. No, 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 I'm not going to prophesy on storm. Yeah, and I think I said uh, we're going to have challenges, but please don't shut us down. But they did, and it's okay, we have forgiven them. Because we are here again. We are here again. So we have an amount, I have a mandate to continue with my message on the foundation. 2021, we are looking and redigging our foundations. Because the prophetic word that came uh, to this house uh, on the month of beginning of this year was a question, if the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? That's from the book of Psalms. One of the David's Psalms. So one thing I want I understand about foundations is knowing this. Anything whose foundation does not is not right. It has no future. Whatever it is, our own family, if our foundation of our families are not right, right from the beginning, we will face some attacks. Families means marriages. Even our own children, raising our own children. Their foundations that are put into our lives or bestowed into our lives, which help us even in days to come. Most of us who grew up in the villages, we, didn't, we were not taught how to give because we were in the city. We were taught when there, were, there was scarcity of money, we offered maize and potatoes. But I told you I refused to give God cheap things like potatoes and maize. I used to cry from Wednesday to Saturday so that my mother could preserve an egg that I take an egg to the house of God if there was no money. Foundations that we set for our family, our children financial foundations even more going further friendships relationships often I say sometimes we have friendships that are very high maintainance if you look at those kind of relationships and friendships which are high maintainance Obviously, those kind of relationships are based on what you stand to give and receive. And those kind of uh, friendships, relationships, whose foundation 
maybe as impressing one another are very tiresome. Because a time you don't want to impress nobody. You want to be you. So we, we've been looking at foundations. There are foundations that are temporal. And those kind of foundations, they are never permanent. And that's why when we see them fall, we get hurt. So we need to be grounded and understand the firm foundations so we can build on them. Often we see buildings and I have been taught a lot by hanging around uh, the engineers and, and, and uh, the architects and uh, all these professionals. Like I remember I was engaging Pastor Peter and then he, he was t talking to me about uh, a, a buildings when we pass through and we see a big X on a building, it means that building has been condemned. And the big X on a condemned building means that that building is unsafe. And it must be demolished. But I thought something. As they put huge X on especially those high buildings, they pose as a threat to the surrounding areas. Because should they fall, we might have casualties. Back to foundations. So the topic on foundation has ministered to me as a person. And I have taken time upon myself to recheck on every foundation in my life. I found some areas in my own personal life I don't know about you which were a bit wanting. And I told you last month that I'm a project under, under construction. God is still making me. I'm still working on issues. I'm still working. I'm checking. I'm checking. I'm checking on foundations that I've laid for my children. I'm checking on spiritual foundations that have laid for my spiritual children. Thinking about foundation, I thought about Brother Job. Brother Job had a very interesting session with God of answer, answering and questioning. Can you imagine God appears to Job and tell God, prepare yourself like a man. Mm -mm -mm. Ladies, don't get offended. Prepare yourself like a man. See, si Job, you normally show me your, your muscles, your, you, 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 you show me the, how man you are. 
So God tells him, prepare yourself because I have a couple of questions I need to ask you. And you shall answer, so get prepared for question and answering session. Can you imagine God asking you to ask you a question? I'm I'm sure Job might have prepared himself. So in Job, just for reference, in Job uh, 38, you can read the entire chapter. So God now asks the first question. Job, here comes my first question. When I read the foundation of the earth, tell me you are smart, intelligent man. If you have an understanding, God is asking about foundation. And then God asked him, who determined its measurements, the measurements of the earth? Then the next thing God asking, I'm cutting, cutting. What holds or what fastens the foundation? And by the way, Job, before I finish about foundation, who read the cornerstone? Oh, this question takes me to the creation. In the book of Genesis, the first chapter, the first verse of the Bible. The Bible records, in the beginning, God. Huh. So Job, you have all your questions. You have your complaints. But in the beginning, God, God created the heaven and the earth. In fact, God, in other words, was saying, in your absence, I did it. You didn't have there to be my advisor. I created it. Apostle John, affirming the words of he says he was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him. And without him, nothing that was made that was made. In other words, from the foundation of the earth, our foundation, it was intended to be God and nothing else. Today, I want us to tour a certain city. I want us to take us a walk in the city of Jericho. And I want us to look at this old ancient, ancient city. Historians would tell us that Jericho was among the very old cities. It is known to be the city of the palms. Such as the date palm. 
palms. We know it is also the city of the sycamore trees. I want to draw your attention to Joshua chapter 6. And I'm going to highlight and pick a few things from uh, from. From the, from, the book of, from the book of Joshua. The Bible says, now Jericho was securely shut. This amazes me. The next verse, it says, because of the children of Israel. So, the Bible continues to say nobody came in to Jericho and none went out. The city apparently was on a rock down and a shutdown. Meaning the people in a shut city and in a shut nation just like we have experienced during the coronavirus People are never shut in to celebrate. Fear hovers around. May I suggest that the people of the city of Jericho we have the same experiences today as the people in the city of Jericho had. We are aware that this virus has caused havoc internationally in every nation. And we know that people live in fear. You know, the other day I was looking at, the, at how this virus is sweeping India. And for a moment I said, wait a minute. India is a nation that is known worldwide for their skills, skill and gifting in medics. Yet at the same nation that is well known as the top when it comes to medicine, this is where we are all going when we are sick. This is where they do their think and do it so well. Yet we turn on to the televisions and we saw. They were burning bodies until the entire place there are small fires everywhere. At a given time, we heard that they went short of firewood. And this is because people are dropping dead even on the streets. And those who don't burn the bodies, maybe they dig graves. People have dug graves until they have been exhausted. So when a city is shut, when a city is shut and, and, and all counties or nations, as we shut ourselves in the beginning of this uh, 
pandemic. We did not know even if we rock ourselves. We shut ourselves with the biggest padlocks that ever exist. The virus still found its way and crept inside. Just the other day, they, we, we are careful what flight comes, who goes where, who Suddenly we hear all oh, that the virus in India is detected somewhere in Kisumo. I don't know where else. No matter how much lockdown or shutdown people do, we can never be careful enough. Rock of ages. Let me hide myself in Because now we understand that unless the Lord watches over our city, those who do it, do it but in vain. Back to the city of Jericho. Jericho was not on a shutdown or lockdown because of pandemic like, like, like the virus. It was a city shut down because of a small nation which had very few people. This nation was known because the hand of the Almighty God was upon that nation called the nation of Israel. So Jericho had to shut themselves against these people whose God's hand was upon. Because their fame had spread everywhere. The previous victories that God had given them. How God had protected them and covered them. I want to show you something. Now the city is on a lockdown and shutdown. I use every one of the shuts. God ignored the shutdown and the lockdown. In the lockdown with huge walls and huge gates, God looked at it and said, mm -hmm, that's good, Jericho. God told Joshua, Joshua, behold, I give you the city of Jericho. With their lockdowns and their shutdown, the city is yours. Take it. How many know God ignored this, the signs of the lockdown? God is about to ignore a shutdown for somebody. Oh, I don't know, but I have a prophecy for some. I don't know whom I want to prophesy today. There is a blessing that is kept for you. But if it's shut in a city somewhere, oh, let me talk for somebody to preach today. I am saying with the rock 
lockdown and the shutdown, God has somebody in mind who God is saying, I'm about to give you a city, I'm about to give you a blessing that has been preserved by people in a lockdown and a shutdown. Oh, the devil is a liar. There is a blessing in the shutdown, in the lockdown. Your blessing is securely kept. The Bible says the city of Jericho was so is your blessing. If I don't preach anything else this morning, there is a blessing that is shut. The reason it is shut, they know you speak in tongues. So they have shut it. What they don't know, during the shut, God has a plan, God has a strategy. Oh, come on church, these are not the days of sitting ignorant. There is a blessing coming your way during the time of the lockdown. God is about to say, I give you the city. I feel like going back to crusading. I know you want me to teach on the foundation, but I feel like going back to crusading. Until the sinners break every chain because you have a promise there is a blessing that is waiting for you. So everything was so shut. During this shut and the lockdowns, some of them is to preserve your blessing. So nobody tampers with it. As I was preparing to come and speak, I hold so many testimonies from you people. But there is one one testimony from Sister Regina which she sent to me this, I think, last week. Regina says, I don't have time to go through it, that many years, several years ago, I gave her a prophecy and I told her, God will give you land you don't even deserve. And she wondered where she could get land from. She was raised by a single mother. They had nothing much. So she tells me, right now she's 37 years. The word of God was fulfilled because as we speak, this is Regina's title deed. Oh, come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. 
there was a blessing around her that only prophetic gracing and prophetic I could see. I know Regina, you might be in the building, but I'll ask you one of the days to come and give this testimony. A father that she never knew. A man that she never saw. When he died, they looked for her. Oh, come on, somebody. You don't have to be a legitimate child. Let me tell you, say it's a blessing that will come your way. I love Regina's testimony. They sat. They remembered. Oh, ha, you, you know your father had made another girl pregnant. But, 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 but we, she never got to this family. Can, can, can we send for that child? And the child comes. The grandmother says, it is done, Bill. What belongs to her father is going to go to her. Oh, come on, somebody. I'm saying today, you may be walking broke and disgusted, but there is a blessing that has been knocked up for you somehow, somewhere. If Jericho was open, maybe the, some of the transactions would have been done. So God commanded these foolish people to shut themselves so they can shut the blessing. There were items that maybe were very were worth a lot of money. If Jericho had been open, they would have traded them in. So God brought a over something, build a wall and surround yourself. So you may preserve what I have for my covenant people. There is something that God is holding for his covenant people. Do you have a promise today? Let me tell you something. Everything and anything God has for you is securely kept but not by believers but by non-believers. No, no, no. If you don't think I'm talking the Bible, the wealth of the wicked is stored up for who? So in other words, everything that God has promised you exists it's not that he's going to make it. The creation is over. Making is finished. God finished it on the sixth day and the seventh day he rested. After he had accomplished his mission. So what God has promised you. Understand. Number one. It is in existence. Number two, ya pili, somebody is keeping it safe for you. Kuna mtu Nicely, they 
keep it they even polish it they secure a rocket in their saves let me ask you a question when God promised the children of Israel the land of milk and honey Canaan was it free who was there there were people occupying the city to just take care of the palms. So that they panda the palms, the dates and everything. So by the time the owners come, Tell your neighbor there is an owner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There is a package with your name on it. And and it, will, it will be securely kept for you. What I'm trying to say today, everything that God has promised you, somebody has is occupying it to keep it for you. What you don't understand, after the COVID, COVID, there is your promotion. What you don't understand, in that promotion, there is somebody who is keeping your seat to wipe it. Clean it up. See, if a rodent jacket can carry the weight. And in case the seat is not good enough, they can change it for you. And the day you go to occupy it, I'm going to show you in a minute. Hmm. So what each one of every us need to understand. After these shots, we are people of a promise. Hmm. We are waiting for one thing. For God to say what he told Joshua. Now is the time. Sasa wakati we are waiting for the right timing. The second thing we are waiting for is divine strategies that are going to be downloaded by God. Instructions. Maelekezo. Strategies that God is going to give us. On how to take over Jericho. Kwa jinsi ya kuimiliki Jericho. So Jericho, for Joshua to take Jericho, God gave Joshua specific instructions. I pray today that the church people will have ears that hear what the Spirit of God is saying to the church. Because God will give us strategies and a plan on how to take that which is shut. So God told Joshua, I'll give you a plan on how you're going to capture this city. For you to take this city, number one, you will need priests, seven priests. The number of compression and, and grace. And these priests must prepare that they have horns 
of the from the lands. And then you need to prepare your men of war. This city is not going to be taken by machine guns. This city will be taken through obedience. Following instructions. Knowing what God says. In other words, God is telling Joshua, you will take the city by my word, not your intellectual, not your cleverness, not your smartness. You will obey my word. And then there is going to be a marching six times Seven times around the city of Jericho. And I will show you how the priest will, will, will do it as we march through the city of Jericho. It is important for today's church to obey God's instructions. The reason many of us are missing on the day of visitation is because we like doing things our own way. So the first thing they were told, you were going to be positioned. 2021, in the year of foundation, there is, we are lining ourselves, and there is also going to be a positioning. And he was told, this is how you do it. During the seventh time of marching around the city, you will march seven times. And then he was told. And then I will tell you, I will let you know when the people need to shout. What I like about this scripture, God had the Pentecostals in mind. Because we know when to shout, we also know when to whisper. When it is my time to whisper, let me whisper. When it is my time to make noise, if you don't want my noise changed, look for another seat. Because maybe God is not going to tell us to shout the same time. So when my time to shout comes, I will walk on your new shoes and shout. If you don't like me shouting, if you are downstairs, move upstairs. So instructions were to be given. What I like about Joshua, Joshua was trained and schooled in the school of Moses. He was well trained by Moses. Joshua understood authority because he sat under authority. Sometimes for us to sit under authority, 
It might look like a sign of weakness. But sitting under authority is a sign of wisdom. Is a sign of grace. Is a sign of a teachable spirit. Is a sign of confidence. Because when you are confident enough, you can quietly sit and submit. And I was, as I was preparing for this message, I wondered if someone has never sat under authority, would God ever trust them to be an authority? Because you, look, you see Moses, you see Joshua. If we have, we don't know how to sit under. It becomes a problem for us to know, understand submission. So I was just going through my mind about uh, some, and I asked myself. Would the obedience to submit to sit under authority would it be one of the blocks that builds foundation? I couldn't ignore that. So when it came for the time for the seat to be taken, the people were put in accordance to their assignment. How many know God takes us through discipline so that when it comes to a time for us to be told, given our assignment, we can understand without questioning. And so it was that the seven priests who bore the trumpets of the horn went before the Ark of the Covenant. Why was the Ark of Covenant necessary? It, the Ark was the word of God. God lived inside that box. They could not have taken Jericho without the box because God dwelt in the box. So the moment they lifted that box to march around the city of Jericho, it symbolizes that God, the very presence of God, was with them. Joshua having put everybody and everything in place. It was time for them to march in the city of Jericho. I want you to show you something very interesting. This was not a journey for the weak. This was a journey of the faith who are faithful because they were supposed to shh. You march the first day, you go round, you go back to the camp. They did it the first day. They did it the third day. They did it the fourth day. God is not even giving them a sign that something will happen. You know this is a generation that loves signs. So some of us who not been have been 
recruited in the army of Joshua. Some people might, must see, they must merit. I'm not smelling the Holy Ghost here. Some people might must see. And now the believers, Waminio. when we try to act more spiritual, I don't sense. Unasema, hata si hisi. You may not have the sense anyway. I... So the sixth day, imagine again. They march around, so they prepare themselves for the final day. But remember, even the sixth day, you know God never did it their way. Ordinarily, you need to see small cracks to give you hope. Nothing broke. Everything was intact. Are you telling me you're going to march the seventh day? And the seventh day you are not doing one march? You are marching seven times? Because the ark, because the presence of God was upon them, they had grace to mark time around the city of Jericho. Though they never saw the sign, they still had the faith that was upon their servant and their leader Joshua that the walls of Jericho would come down. No wonder Paul tells the Corinthians we are those who never walk by, by sight but by faith. We don't have to see it to believe it. We already believe what God has said. Every promise God gave me, I believed it. Let me give you a testimony. When you're believing God for something, or some instructions that God gives us, you need to be extremely careful. God told, told me, you're going to build me a sanctuary in Karen. And I want you to go and mark it. The size. I did not call my mighty men. Because they would have asked me, Mom, what are we doing? And I didn't know either. So I decided this thing I'm going to do with the watchman. So I came, we had a watchman that has retired. His name is Chris. I started stammering, wake up. Hammer it. We went. We went and God said, there. I stopped. We pegged it. And I was told that shall be the sanctuary. That is where you are sitting today. God doesn't have to give us a sign. Let me give you the last one. God tells me 
You don't have to rent an office anymore. I want to give you your own offices. Sio lazima ukue ukikodi ofisi nataka kupatia ofisi yako mwenyewe. You know the spirit of fame, the spirit of excellence in fame. Unajua ile roho ya ubora hapa fame. It works out perfect for us but sometimes to our disadvantage. Inafanya vema kwetu lakini wakati mwingine inafanya kazi kinyume chetu. You rent a house that looks like a kibanda. Akwamba unakodi nyumba ambayo inafanana kama kama kibanda. You put plants like Mama Dan and her team has put. Unafanya mipango kama ambayo Mama Dan anaweka na kikundi chake. The owner of the house comes and says, "Hey, Mwenye my nyumba, house is very nice. Anakuja anaanza kusema, "Hey, mahali hapa ni pazuri sana." They increase rent. Wanaongeza ile kodi ya nyumba. Not knowing bila kufahamu the house was a nice nyumba yao haikuwa nzuri but nice hands has touched the house zuri and the spirit of excellence has perfected it ya ubora imeiadhiri ile nyumba i used to rent a house nilikuwa na kodi nyumba and every time the owner of the house will come he will increase the rent kila wakati mwenye nyumba akikuja anaongeza kodi One man told me eh mom ni unadivaa nyumba yako anigoejeka. Mtu mwingine yule mama mmoja akaniambia kwamba sikuwa nafikiria anga nyumba yangu ni nzuri hivi. He increased rent. Akaongeza kodi tena. And it's because I had done the coin in it. Na ni kwa ajili nilikuwa nimeifanya mapambo kule ndani. All right we don't walk by sight. Hatutembei kwa kuona. So God told me I'm giving you an office. Na Mungu akaniambia nakupatia ofisi. And I was shown the location. Na nikaoleza nikaonesho eneo. I was never given a map. Na hata sikupatiwa ramani. I decided. Nikaamua. I will not ask anybody to come help me drive. Sitamuuliza yeyote akuje kunisaidia kuendesha gari. Because when they drive me they will ask me where are we going and I say I don't know. Kwa wakiniendesha wataniuliza mama twenda wapi nitawaambia mimi sijui. So I drove I drove to the Grove roundabout. I hear you have gone too far. Go back again. Nikazunguka ule mzunguko wa pale Globe nikaambia umeenda mbali rudi tena. I drive to Ngara. I go straight to the Ngara roundabout. I'm told that is a bit too far. Nikaenda Ngara katika ule mzunguko nikapita nikaambia tena pale ni mbali. One time I got so angry and I drove to Pangani. Mara moja nikakasirika nikaenda mpaka pale I had a voice asking me what are you doing here? Nikasikia sauti kaniambia je unafanya nini hapa? I decided to drive to Parklands. Nikafikiria kuendesha gari mpaka pale Parklands. I was asked what are you doing here? Nikaulizwa tena unafanya nini hapa? I drove back to Ngara and I parked the car. Nikaendesha tena nikarudi pale Ngara nikaegesha gari. And I was told. Nikaambiwa your next zone of office is rare. Nikaambiwa kwamba eneo lako lingine la ofisi ni hapa. And I'm looking at that cinema hall and I'm wondering where is our office. Na nikaangalia ukumbi ule wa sinema na shangaa ofisi yetu iko wapi. Then I called an old friend of mine. Alafu nikampigia simu rafiki wangu wa kale. Notice this. Tambua hii. There is a certain building that was being sold. Kuna jengo fulani ambalo ilikuwa linauzwa. And I think you know that Indian. Na nadhani unamjua ule muhindi. said what akauliza ati nini there is a certain indian friend of mine who used to sell a building long time ago but he stopped kuna muindi rafiki yangu ambaye alikuwa anauza jengo kitambo lakini aliachana hiyo mambo i should call him because now is the time nikamwambia mpigie simu kwa ajili wakati sasa ndio umefika today you have a beautiful office in ngara leo mko na ofisi ile nzuri pale ngara are you getting this je mnaipata hii you remember minister habat preach very powerfully about spying 
surveying, mapping. You got to know how to map. You got to know how to survey. So that when God gives you the blessing, you are not stuckering there like a mad person. You walk, yeah. This is yeah, I, I yeah, I knew that road there. Yeah. So when people are thinking, aren't you surprised? You tell them, I got surprised when God gave me the promise. All right, let me see if I can finish. Let me, let me see if I can finish this. Are you getting blessed, somebody? I'm enjoying myself today. So the seventh day, the armies and the priests, the, the trumpets, on the rear guard of the ark. Everybody is put in place. And the trumpet. And Joshua told the people, now, the seventh time, now, it is your time. Shout. Make noise. Joshua did not tell them to whisper. Joshua did not tell them to, to, to just be nice. They were told, now, Shout. And now the Bible says it finishes. And Joshua, the commander, told the people shout shout for the Lord has given you the secret. And I say this as I'm almost going to the conclusion, but I'm not concluding. Because I will finish this thing. Because I don't know why I'm saying what I'm saying. The Bible says that the city was doomed by the Lord's destruction. And only one person was saved in that city, Rahab the prostitute. Because she had a promise, she had hidden the spy. And she understood God's strategy that the day God gives them the city, she will be a beneficiary of the grace. Mm -mm. You don't work for it, but you can become a beneficiary of a grace of God that is upon us. Okay, you go and read about um, Rot and Ibrahim when they, were, they, they went, they left. There is a blessing by the power of association. That grace starts to rub on you. Maybe you are not a prophet. You start rubbing. That's for another day. Okay, what I'm saying is, Rahab and her entire family were saved. And Joshua, Took over the city of Jericho. However, 
There were specific instructions that were given Joshua on what to touch and what not to touch. Every coin has two sides. Every coin has two sides. So there is a side of the don'ts and the sides of the do. After they captured the city, there were things they were not supposed to touch. But there were other items that were supposed to take with them. Such as the gold. They were supposed to carry the gold and the silver. The bronze and the iron, those things they were supposed to carry, those precious things. And after they take them into the camp of the children of Israel, God commanded Joshua to consecrate those things. So they were supposed to not just touch anything. And then after consecrating those things, they were supposed to put them into the treasury of the Lord. Look at that box. That is a mark of a treasury of the Lord. After what was consecrated was put into the treasury of the Lord. I a very sensitive question I want to ask. Does today church understand the principles of the kingdom of God? Do the men of God of our day understand the boundaries on what should be touched? Or we take the treasury boxes to our homes. This he can testify against you, you, you and your family to the fourth, fifth generation. This one. He. This. He. May God help us. When I was looking at this, I said, do we understand the items that God said, those are not yours, they're mine. They are marked for the treasury of the Lord. Anyway, Joshua understood. And they were told there are other items you will not take with you. Those who are the Uchawi things of the Jericho people. They were told those things you will not take with you lest they defile the camp of the children of Israel. All right, I don't want to go back, uh, deep into that, but you all understand where I'm going with this. But may God help us. I have learned something by the Spirit of God. For more than 35 years, I have been a preacher of the gospel. God has graced me to understand the do's 
and the don'ts. Even the very early beginning of the ministry. So after Joshua had taken people through and they had, and they had captured Jericho, the final commandment instruction from the Lord was Joshua what remains burn it with fire. So what remained, they were not meant to savage it. They were meant to burn it with fire. So Joshua told the two spies to go and track, remember there was a ribbon that would mark the house of Rahab. So I'm sure as the walls were, were falling and breaking people and killing them, the red ribbon God commanded to fry so that the spies may remember there is a former prostitute with a promise go get her now if I were God I would have killed her but thank God, I'm not God. So we see that she was taken to the camp of the children of Israel. And she was adapted to the family of God. Who happens to appear even in the genealogy of our Lord Jesus Christ. So Joshua, Joshua, this is my point. I want you to get it today. It is so sad that now I will show you how this chapter concludes. Now Joshua, anointed man of God as he was, after burning those things, taking what he needed and everything and burning everything and all that, Joshua under the anointing and the Blessings of the Almighty God. I'm sure he turned and looked at the city of Jericho and said, Jericho, I curse you. I was thinking, what a way to wind up a scripture. What a way to wind up a chapter. Joshua did not stop that. Joshua said, whosoever shall endeavor to build the city of Jericho. The price of the foundation shall you be your firstborn. <laughs> And the gates, the cost of the gates shall be your last one. Jericho, Jericho, I curse you. Wow. I trembled. I'm reading this scripture and I trembled. And this is how it winds up. And so the Lord God was with Joshua. And his fame spread. 
He was with him when he cast the city. Alikuwa naye alipokuwa kilaani mji. He was with him. Alikuwa naye. I was trying to understand. Nilikuwa najaribu kuelewa. The word curse. Neno laana. We understand. Naelewa. For a man of God. Kwa mtumishi wa Bwana. A man of a right standing with God mm. like Joshua. Kwa msimamo kamili kama Joshua. For him to pronounce a curse and a judgment. Kutangaza hukumu na la. Kwa mji. It will take his match. Ingechukua kwa mtu wa kiwango chake. It will take his equal. Ingechukua mtu wa kiwango chake. To lift up that curse. Kuondoa ile laana. Let me show you a few things and I'm done. Wataniwaonesha mambo kadhaa hapa alafu nimalizie. Let me see. Let me see how I can finish this. Why do you think Jesus gave the parable of the man? Kwa nini unafikiria kwamba Yesu alipatiana ule mfano wa mtu? Luke chapter 10 the Bible says and Jesus gave a parable. A certain man went from Jerusalem to on his way to Jericho. Luka 10 Yesu akapatia na mfano wa mtu ambaye alikuwa anatoka Yerusalemu akielekea Yeriko. Remember that Jerusalem is a city on a hill. Kumbuka kwamba Yerusalemu ni mji ambao uko juu mlimani. We are the city of God built on a hill. Sisi ndio mji wa Bwana ambao umejengwa juu ya mlima. Why would this man leave the city built on a hill, the city of hope, the city of our Messiah? Kwa nini mtu huyu basi atoka katika mji huu wa Tumaini mji wake bwana wetu Masihi? To go to a city that had been cursed by a man of God under the anointing. Aende katika mji ambao ulikuwa umelaliwa na mtumishi wa Bwana ambaye alikuwa chini ya upako. Now I understood. Sasa nilielewa. Preachers now understood. Wahubiri sasa nilielewa. No wonder the man met with thieves. Haijalishi basi mtu huyu alipatana na majambazi. Because Jericho was a city of the thugs and crooks. Kwa jili mjua eriko ilikuwa mjua majambazi na wakora. The man is beaten and battered. Yule jamaa akapigwa kichapo. They stripped him naked. Wakamvua mavazi. They wounded him. Wakamjeruhi. And they departed and leaving him half dead. Na wakamuacha pale akiwa nusu kufa. Half dead is ICU. Ya kwamba nusu kufa ni pale katika mahali pa wagonjwa mahututi. And there were no machines to preserve him. Na hakukuwa na machini za kumuhifadhi. Let me see if I can finish this thing. Wacha nijaribu Jesus said a priest also was on the same way. The Bible doesn't say where the priest was coming from and where he was going. Maybe he also left the city of hope to the city of destruction. And as he passed there, he looked at him and said, Woo, this is bad. On the same way the Levite passed by, I hope the Levite was also not coming from Jerusalem headed to Jericho. And they all passed him. Why am I quoting the two? Because the two are church people like you and me. A priest and a Levite. So, kwa hivyo, then the Bible talks about a good Samaritan. That's not my message. Biblia basi inaendelea kusema kuhusu msamaria mwema huo sio jumbe wangu. Sahan spoke about compassion, he had compassion. Mubirine Sahan alina kuhusu huruma alikuwa na huruma. Bible speaks about this parable. Let me see another one. Biblia inaona kuhusu mfano huu hata niangalie mwingine. Chapter 10. Marko sura ya 10. And they came to Jericho. 
Wakafika Yeriko. Who is that? Huyo ni nani? Jesus and his disciples yes. came to Jericho. Na wanafunzi wake wakaenda Yeriko. And a great multitude followed them. Na umati mkubwa ukawafuata. Aha. In the Bible, katika Biblia, the Bible does not record anything. Biblia chochote that Jesus did in Jericho. Yesu alifanya pale the Bible eri. does not even record a word he said. Biblia hata inukuno The Bible does not record a miracle he performed. As a preacher, I have a way of thinking and looking at things. Kama muhubiri, niko na hali ya How mambu. comes that Jesus did not do it. Yesu hakufanya. The curse. Lana. Of Joshua. Yake Yoshua. Of a city. But as Jesus left Jericho, a blind man sat on the highway outside the city. Now I know as long as you are not in the city, you don't have the spirit of the city. You are in for a miracle. Now Jesus is passing. Yesu anapitia tu. But Maya say Jesus. But Maya nasema Yesu. Thou son of David. Wanawake Daudi. Have mercy on me. Nirehemu. And Jesus stopped. Yesu akasimama. It is not the spirit of the city. Sio roho ya mji. That revealed to Bartimaeus. Ambao ilimfunulia Bartimaeus. That Christ was the son of David. Kwamba Yesu alikuwa mwana wa Daudi. The spirit of Jesus. Roho wake Yesu. Came upon Bartimaeus. Ikaja juu yake Bartimaeus. Because Bartimaeus. Bartimaeus. Was outside the preference of the city of Jericho. Alikuwa nje ya malango ya ule. He positioned himself. Alijiweka. So he could beg. Kwa hivyo angeweza kuomba. Today I have a question. The Bible says throwing his garment that he sat on while he was begging he ran to Jesus nobody gave him a hand he could discern the voice of the master today I want you to know there is a voice you don't even have to have a physical sight when that voice calls you, you better know this is the voice of Jesus. So he came. He came to Jesus. The Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. And Jesus helped him. And Jesus, you know, now Jesus is walking with his disciples. A man is calling him. The spirit of the city says, don't call him. Don't. If you do, we shall not give you arms. You know we are the ones who sustain you here. You know we help you. Open your mouth one more time. We will never give you anything. You will die there. The man says, Jesus. I don't need your help anymore. Because from my help come, will come from the Lord. My help comes from the Lord. Stay with your money. Stay with your everything. Let me shout that name. Never shut me from shouting that name of Jesus. The day I shouted Jesus. Jesus, I was born again. Never ever compromise. But here I don't want to hear Jesus. You will hear Jesus from me till you die. Jesus! 
Because Jesus is a name that God exalted above other names. At the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess to the glory and honor of our God. Oh, kick me out of here. Peter, we're getting prepared to take our offering. If I forget, remind me, in another setting to teach you, we could be in a church that operates in faith. But we came with a garment that we sat when we were in Jericho. Remind me to teach you on a garment, the garments that we sit on. Garments of unbelief. Garments of doubts. I'll teach on that. Let me finish another one. Luke chapter 19. Let's look at a chief corrector. This is a very mysterious city. This tax man is equivalent. Actually, he's the commissioner general of Kenya Revenue Authority. This is an office like Mr. Mboro's office. KRA. Meaning, to hold that office, you are a man with the right standing in the society. You are vetted into the office, even people dig your character. But this is the city where a man of a right standing climbs up on a tree. I have a problem. You can tell there's a problem in the city that he climbs up to This is again the first one showed you the thieves who beat people. The third one, it shows you somebody who silenced you not to receive your miracle. The fourth one, the third one, fourth one shows you a foolish man with the right standing, creeping on a sycamore tree. And then this is the city where corruption is mentioned like our nation Kenya. Let me finish right there now. I want to finish with Proverbs. Proverbs says the power of death and life is in the tongue. We have looked at a city that was spoken a curse upon. Many years later it was so chaotic. There is no order. Who climbs on trees? I mean, all the things that I looked at that were happening in the city of Jericho were uncalled for. So I'm looking for this city. A city of crazy people. May I also say to you, 
We have been to Israel twice. Israel and one of the one or twice. Mara, the first time, the second time I refused. To, I said we are not going to Jericho. <laughs> but the first time, kwanza, those of you who are with me, wale because I think we are about 130 of us. We we passed through the city of Jericho. Me, I didn't want anything to touch me. It was dirty, dusty, nothing. We nothing. We were being shown Masaikamore there. I'm not touching you. It was nothing but dirt. Nothing but dust. No wonder it has been a city of destruction. I never saw anything nice. I wish today there is. Maybe I need to go and see. Second time I told our tour guard, no Jericho pass. My destination is from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. We were being shown that is Jericho. I even refused to turn and look at it. I didn't want to see how curse looks like. Today, the power and life and death is in our tongue. When we open our mouth to speak, what do we say? When we speak to our children, what do we tell our children? Do we tell our children? I'm wasting my money. You will never make it. You will become a drunkard. You will die of drugs. What do you tell your children? Even when they didn't make it last time. When they were the last one. Do you tell them? You are the head and not the tail. You are blessed walking in and out. You shall be great. You shall do great exploits. Get to know how to speak. Your tongue carries a blessing. At the same time, the curse. You don't need your neighbor to curse your own children. You do it. That kitchen looks like a pumpkin. You are the mother of the pumpkins. <laughs> and then you are swearing. You don't have one yourself. What is this? Can we allow our children to become? Can you bless them? Can you speak over their lives? I spoke over my grandchildren, my grandchild Joey. Joey is Moses' brother. He got favor in this university. He was given full scholarship on top of the full scholarship. He was made a coach of a football team. $5,000. I said, what? Bless your children. Tell them the God I serve. The God who is inside me. One day, 
will be your God. You will be blessed. And what you bless, no man can curse. What do you tell your spouse? When the moment you don't like them, that they didn't take you out for Mother's Day. For a long time, I've been looking at this marriage. I don't want to finish. <laughs> the power of life is in our tongue. We curse, it is cursed. We bless, it is blessed. So let us know how to use our tongue. I want you to go home and read James, the Nata third chapter of the book of James. I felt this is the man who has measured more on the tongue. He compares the tongue like fire. Fire that destroys, it starts with a spark but it destroys an entire forest. James says with the tongue we bless our God. At the same time with the tongue we curse that you shall eat the fruit of your tongue. I want to ask you, Fem family, are you eating the fruit of your tongue? Or is the fruit of your tongue reversing and speaking negatively about you? Today, let's avoid. Let's avoid. And I want to leave you with this thing. When I'm very upset. When I'm very angry. I know you are looking at me. Hey, you get angry. Yeah. Because the Bible says anger. But sin not. So if I'm angry and upset, even if you pinch me, I'll not talk. Why? I have taught myself never to speak in anger. Lest I say something that will take me days and years to repent. I wait Sometimes I'm angry and I'm disappointed. One time I was with one of my workers. And we were driving. I mean, I was so upset by some substandard things he had done. And now imagine we are in the same car. We are going home. So, Somebody fell from a bicycle on the road. Barabarani. And he said, he told me, Mom, when people show off, they do that. <laughs> I also showed off one time, I fell like that. I looked at him and I said, 
By the way, we weren't talking. What had you done? Stand up in the house. I love you. Stand up, everybody. Stand up, everybody. Stand up, everybody. Stand up, everybody. Somebody has been suffering throbbing migraine headache surrounded by some difficult circumstances in the family. Today is a day of your miracle. I decree a healing in the name of Jesus. My time is gone. My time is well spent. Somebody has a blood-related disease the altar of miracle signs and wonders go back to your doctor ask them to do another test if they see anything in the blood come and tell me next Sunday then I will know what to do Father we give you thanks I see a terrible arthritis of the knee on the, on the right side I curse that infirmity in the name of Jesus, I command a miracle from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. I speak to somebody's spine. Oh, there is an injury right there. It is getting worn out. I decree by the grace of God that is upon my life. Oh, my God, I decree in the name of Jesus that name that God has highly exalted above every other name be healed of that spine in the name of Jesus this is a sign at the back here the connection between your head and the spine if you want to know if you are the one I have to make it very specific you are never in a position of turning your head instead you turn your body I decree by his stripes you are healed you can swing that head the devil is a liar in the name of Jesus A woman, a woman Wanamke. with a niche. Like the woman in the Bible who had an issue of, of bleeding. Kama yule mono, katika in the name of Jesus, damo, I command it to dry. Na dry. Kukoma. Dry. In Jesus' name, Father, we give you thanks. We bless your name. Somebody recovered from TB, but you are still having some effects. And the effect is like you are suffering a back pain somewhere. And when you move your arms like this, there's such a kind of a pain in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I command that pain today in Jesus' name. Just name. As I spoke about the blessings and the curses, may you be blessed in the name of Jesus. And for all the parents, the mothers waiting for miracle children, I speak according to the book of Proverbs about the fruit of your womb. May the Lord bless your womb. May the Lord open that womb. And may you be a carrier of a miracle child. Fam family, I love you. In bits and pieces. God bless you.